live from the 715 with Big Daddy. You just made the list. And Hollow. You suck, you What the hell is even that? What's up, everybody? We're back. It's been a while, but, you know, we got lives and podcasts don't pay the bills. So. <laughs> but street corners do. <clears throat> yeah. I'm out there sucking dick on a regular, trying to get that. Paper? That cash money, homie. Cash is king. Lot lizard. Because <laughs> banks now charge you for using your card of your own money. Yeah. We should I, go back to a cashless society. Oh, I agree. I wish that you could just go to a strip club and just <laughs> whip them dimes on that. Strip well, you know. You need a little bit, uh, a little bit of that gentlemanliness when you go to the, uh, if that's a word. Yeah. Well... I haven't been to one in a while. I, I can't recall, anyway. So Last time I was hammered up in Eagle River, last time I actually went to a strip club. And I do not. I just remember handing over my credit card and seeing about $600 worth of VIP bottle service coming at me on a bill. And I was like, must have had a good time. Oh. I was up there for work, too. I remember when you said, <laughs> yeah. And wasn't it like on a Tuesday or Wednesday? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I guess I guess the turn new turn meeting to uh, going up in a club on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So how have you been, Big Big Daddy? I mean, you gotta let these people know how you've been. Well, let's see. Any major change? I can't even remember the last time we did a podcast or what was going on. I think I think the last time we did one was probably back in February. Holy shit! Yeah. Well, spring came and went. Uh... <laughs> spring came and went. <laughs> We had the old 4th of July and corn roast here in the Bond Duels. Um, personally, have I grown as a human being? Probably not. Uh, <laughs> I started growing my beard out again. Um, are you growing that out for uh, hunting or are you growing that out for a costume? I think I'm just going to grow it out to grow it out for the formidable future. Because it took me over a year to get it when it was way down to, like, the middle of my chest. That's when you went as a Viking, right? Yeah, for Halloween. And I still got the mohawk, and I let that keep growing. It just looks shitty, that's all, because I'm half bald. I got a baboon's ass growing in the back of my head <clears throat> from hereditary baldness. Thanks, granddads and dads. <laughs> um, but when I dye it, it looks pretty cool because it fills in all the thinning... <laughs> <laughs> bullshit on the top of my head but yeah i got a couple gray hairs if you can see them in the fucking beard like i can't really it's really hard to, there's when, like when people have when you're i mean you're redhead so. yeah so i got a, this full red beard but if i look in the mirror i've got like three grayish white blonde hairs because apparently you don't go gray when you're a redhead you go blonde and it's it's kind of not liking that at all so I might have to start diving my beard, too, to match the mohawk. And you're going to tuck that in, too, with your vagina? Yeah. You know, got to get some somehow. I'll carry an axe around. Get it? Axe. Gosh. Anyhow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hunting season's upon us. Yep. I uh, went for the first time Friday night after work because I got a monster 10-pointer on the camera behind a parent's house. And I thought for sure, too, that it was going to come out because there was so much deer activity that night. First I saw four does come out in the field they were feeding, and then another, like, really mature doe, if it would have came in front of me, I would have shot it because I need to get that bitch out of the herd because she was extremely 
cautious. She sat in the same spot for like 10 minutes and just stared around and then eventually just turned right around never gave me a shot at it so and it had like two maybe yearling fawns behind it in the cornfield so saved their lives maybe but then a little four corn buck came out i'm like you're too little but he came right at me he's like hey what's going on over here (laughs) yeah (laughs) you bring me any tasty treats i smell something weird but uh, hey i like making new friends (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then off behind me to my right, a six-pointer, but, like, I talked to a guy at Double Vision. He's seen it, too, on camera that lives close to my parents' house. He calls it a shovel head because it, it's got a wide horn base, but then its points are only, like, an inch and a half big, so it looks like a spade shovel on top of his head. Oh, really? The shape of a shovel. Uh, but then there was a bigger six-pointer with a big high rack, but he never came in range. I probably would have shot him, but there's, like, 20 minutes of daylight left. And I had all these deer in front of me. I'm like, that big motherfucker's got to be coming. And I mean, this is a wall mounter for sure, 10-pointer. Like, the tines on it's got to be 12, 14 inches. Holy shit. The, the main beam, the, what are they, G5 tines. And it's got one brow tine that's like this high, and then another one like maybe 8 inches high, and then the other one's a regular, you know, like 4 inches. It's a beautiful buck, and it's huge, so it'd be a lot of meat in the freezer. But I thought for sure he was coming out, so I was depressed. Wow. So I went to Double Vision and soaked my sorrows with Ronnie Bilo watching the Brewers and having shots. Oh, that's right, because that was Friday night then. Because yep. I remember we were out then, and Robert's like, I just got a text from Big Daddy saying, hey, can you come pick me up? <laughs> hey, I was... that. Well, then I started mixing in the waters. I probably had four or five waters over an hour. And Ronnie hadn't gambled in, like, a month, and I just got, what's her name, we know her, won't say a name on here, but she kept cashing checks at the bar and feeding about $500 into this. She does that at all the bars. I know, but didn't didn't cash out hardly anything. When she'd cash out 80 bucks, it'd go right back in. Left left before the sign-in got called. That's how much money she put in there. So then I put 60 in it. And then Ronnie's like, oh, I haven't gambled in a month. And then he looked at me, he looked back at the machine and looked at how high the jackpots were. All of a sudden, he started feeding it in there. Did he hit it? No, he didn't hit the jackpot, but he hit the wolves for like over 250 And then he was like, oh, we could drink all night now, Big Daddy. I'm like, I gotta go. Because <laughs> it was like 10.30. And the brewer started at 9. So yeah. Why? Because I remember you said that, you know, at first you were going to do the sign-in and then meet up for a couple innings. Well, somebody won the, to be there, so they won the 180 for being there. Okay. So they bought everybody two rounds. So, so I, it's 100, it's like if your name gets called and you're there, it's 180, but if your name doesn't get called, well, it's 50, right? there's two sign-ins. There's the sign-in for the jackpot, whichever, they don't advertise that really. But then, like... If it, it was, so like next week it'll just be twenty bucks to be there. Okay. So it's something, and they draw twenty or nineteen after. The whole thing is if you're if you if you're signed in and you get called and you're there, you get both jackpots, whatever okay. it is to be there, plus the sign in jackpot. But if they call twenty people who aren't at the bar that night, then it doubles. It goes from twenty to forty. 
eventually somebody wins at around 60 or 80 bucks, but this was all the way up to 180 bucks. So wow. DV was packed. And I was just saying, is that that's a weekly thing or a monthly thing? Weekly. Weekly. Yeah. They got monthly drawings there too and shit, but um, no, this was just, I've never seen it that high. 180 bucks just to be there. Especially like after, when they, yeah, especially every time that they do every week when they pick 20 names. Mm-hmm. And if 20 names throughout that whole time were not there, yeah, that's... So that's why I was sticking around and the people were very generous. particularly generous in buying well, two rounds. Some people don't even buy a round. Right. Like a bunch of motherfucking tightwads. Well, you get some of them that even like where... I remember there was that one time back when one of the bars, when they were doing the um, poker night. Oh, yeah. And then the, the jackpot on the, the card was up to, I think it was like 1800 Yeah. And then that person, yeah. I don't know who it was, but that person ended up coming for one night and won, and they collected their money and left. Yeah. Didn't buy what? anybody one, just and so walked every, right out the door. And everybody that was there every week doing it was like, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. $1,800, like, me and you, like, we'll be like, $40 by everybody. Wait, how many people? Okay, but did they? Yeah. Everybody in the bar around. No, I came out even. But, you know, if you're a local, you just do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope this person never showed their face in the fucking bar again. Well, then they ended up change- They they ended up doing a different kind of poker night then. Well, yeah. You'd have to be there the week before or something like that. Yeah, you had to be there the week before. You and either had to be there the opening night or the week before. Yep. And now, and now what they do now is they just play weekly poker hands. Yeah. So we've done that a few times, and it's pretty nice because all of a sudden they like do probably they do for two hours, and they probably do like what maybe fifteen hands, yeah. twenty hands, and, and each night, hand. Yeah, I won twice. Yeah, and each hand that you could win, it could be like forty to sixty bucks. Yeah. Which is not you know. Usually it's somewhere around unless it's really packed and everybody's playing. Like I won twice. It was like thirty three and thirty six bucks, something like that. Right. But. Paid for the meal we were having wings and yep. paid for all our drinks. Which we should do that again sometime. We should go on a Wednesday and have some wings. Yeah. It's been a while since we had wings. I but went on Wednesday to pick up my sign-in winnings. After. Yeah, I was going to talk to you also about that. You, Big Daddy, were a winner. First time ever. For a sign-in at 117. 240 bucks because somebody won it two weeks before. Otherwise, it probably would have been over 500. What, what, what a great week or kind of a great week to be in Bono because, well, first off, last Friday... Went to the Brewer game because DV won the Tavern League on the Brewer game. And then you win sign-in at 117. And then on Friday night, Wayne's Place Bar and Grill in Bonneville gets called for Tavern League game. Yeah, so next year. Next year. Spring. Yep. Well, hopefully. I think it's probably going to be like May. Well, yeah. That's isn't opening like the second week of April. Mm, I forgot when it is. And usually those games go quick because we play the Cubs right away all the time in yeah. April. And well, I think they, they do open. Uh, I, I do know that the uh, um, the schedule is out. But I, I did. Um, so as soon as. But I don't think two Bondwell bars have won Tavernal League in the last five years, let alone two in one year. I mean, there's only six bars in town. Right. Probably only four that participate in the tavern well, I was, league. I was talking and I was talking to our buddy Jake, who owns Good Vibes, uh-huh. and we were talking last night. And he's like, oh, he's like, I better see if I'm, you know, part of the tavern league, you know, because he just, you know, recently bought the bar and he doesn't know because he wants to get in on it. And well, you got to pay dues and all that. <clears> shit, yeah. So he probably isn't if he doesn't know. Yeah. But he was talking, or uh, 
I guess, because when I was talking to, um, who, who was I talking to? Was it, I was either talking to Robert or Big Tim, but yesterday afternoon, or last night then, yeah, last night, um, Robert, Big Tim, and I forgot who else was all with, and then Wayne, Wayne, they were all at 117, and Robert was saying how happy, outgoing, up lucky, or, you know, happy that Wayne was. You know, sitting there talking about how, you know, you could just tell that him getting this. Oh, winning the thing? Yeah. Did he take the for sale sign down? <laughs> yeah, you can't. You can't, you and, can't, you and can't just, sell the bar until the Brewer bus game. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm looking right now at the Brewer schedule, and it looks to me, yep, here it is. Brewer's home opener will be on March 31st. It's a Saturday. What? Or a Thursday, sorry. That's. It's a, That's early. It's, yeah, it's at home against the Diamondbacks. That's weird, opening it against the Diamondbacks, and then they usually go, when we have a home opener, it's against a division. Like rival. if you if you think about it, that's. But he said probably in May. Yeah, so probably in May, I would assume, and it's going to be a Friday night game. So, look at the schedule. What's coming up? Uh, in so in May we have Friday night games. Friday night. Let's see here. Friday. It's got to be a home game. Yep. Uh, no, we're gonna drive. A lot to... of Friday games. A lot of Friday games are actually away. So like May twentieth. May twentieth is their first Friday night game in May, and it's against Washington Nationals at home. Yeah. Well, that's my birthday. Let's go. That's hopefully. Hopefully, he gets that. So he called. Let's in, go. So he called Celebrate in yesterday. Celebrate my thirty ninth at Miller Park. Yeah, he called in yesterday. Leave me on the bus. We'll be hammered. <laughs> Shocker. No, but uh, That's a waste. he did call in yesterday, but he said that because it's the weekend um, that uh, he had to leave a message. And so he's got they're going to call him back then on Monday because oh, yeah. the Brewers office ticket office is closed. Oh, well, hopefully Milwaukee brings another championship to the city, just like the Bucks. Well, well that nice. happened before the Bucks won. Oh, the, yeah, that's right. The Bucks, the Bucks won the championship. How about that? Let's do a little, give a little round of applause. Bucks and six, baby. That's exactly. We call them bucks and six for how many years? Yeah. And look what finally happens. Well, I mean, if you say something enough, I mean, a broken clock is right twice a day. (laughs) So if you say something enough, it should happen. I mean, if over your lifetime, (laughs) you just say bucks and six. I mean, out of 80 years, they do it once. You'd be like, yeah, I called it. Be like, you've been saying that since you were 14. That's kind of like Wayne's World. She will be mine again. Oh, yeah. yes, she will be mine again. <laughs> and look what happened. So, yeah, hunting season. Brewers are in the playoffs. Clinch the division. Norm McDonald passed away. Oh, my God. Yeah, one of our, our buddy Trevor, he's like, he goes, is this black, how black people felt when Kobe died? Because... <laughs> I I really was upset that Norm died. Like, I felt bummed out for, like, two days. Like, seriously bummed out. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Norm MacDonald was a unique comedic yes. voice. There was no, he didn't, you know, a lot of times comedians get accused of copying an older comedian style or cadence or, you know, how they tell jokes. Nobody had... <laughs> The style or cadence or thought process that Norm Macdonald had. He was a completely unique voice in comedy. He will surely be missed. Yeah, he. It was always funny when he'd be like, yeah, yeah, 
hey, you know, there's a guy. And he goes down, and he'd tell these jokes that are like 20 minutes long to get to a punchline that, and I love those jokes. Because mm-hmm. you tell like little mini stories within the joke and little side stories before you get back on track, and he was a master at it. All the interviews he did on Conan are priceless. Because Conan didn't know what he was going to say at any time, so you got genuine laughter out of a host compared to, like, the cookie-cutter bullshit like Jimmy Fallon does on The Tonight Show or Jay Leno used to or, right. ever, you know, the, here's what we're going to say. I'm going to ask you this. You're going to tell me about that. It's like, go fuck yourself. Have a genuine like, interview. Yeah, that's what every uh, talk show is supposed to be about. Yeah, well, they haven't been for... No. There's always, it seems like that primetime spot where they cater to old people, it needs to be scripted, just like... It's not like how it was, Johnny Carson wasn't scripted. No. Well, that's, it was him and friends having fun, and those were the best moments. Rip heaters, rip heaters and drink. (laughs) Yeah, just like uh, Conan and Norm and a couple other guests, they would just... It doesn't matter. We're, you're here to promote something. That's fine. We'll mention that at the end. Just let's have a little fun conversation. Try and get the FCC to slap us with a <laughs> ban. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, dirty work has to be one of the most underrated movies. It was good. I, but <laughs> I mean, dirty work was good. Artie Lang was at his prime, even though he was just a drug-fueled mess at that point. Chris Farley was in it. Yeah, that was his last role ever. Yep. Was his cameo in Dirty Work. Looks like there's going to be a. Fi- <laughs> looks like there's going to be a fight tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you playing? Play something good. Yeah, Street, street Fight by Rolling the Rolling Stones. Stones. G seven. You just you press G eight if you like pina colada. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I didn't get my nose bit off by a Saigon whore. <laughs> Yeah, so if you haven't even seen Dirty Work, trust me, that was... Well, anything Norm's been in, because he did that movie with uh, Chappelle. Yep. Um, who the... F- what the hell was that called? Uh, D- Danny DeVito is a bad guy in it at the end, and that older uh, old lady that gets... Well, I won't spoil it, but uh, it was. It had, like, one, one word was the... Screwed. It was called that was Screwed. Yeah, screwed, yep. Um, <laughs> But Chappelle was fantastic in that. Um, and that was like before he blew up and did Half Baked. Half Baked is when he really blew up, and then he went on to the Chappelle show and all that. But yeah, go out and just YouTube any Norm clip, and you'll laugh. You'll get his style of comedy. Even back when he was doing uh, Celebrity Jeopardy oh, on, as Bert, on Saturday Night Live, yeah, as Burt Reynolds or Turd Ferguson, yeah, Burt Reynolds, you just screw with. Uh, See, I'm wondering. I, I might have had this conversation with you. I might not have. But... Shoot. Remember how Aaron Rodgers said he's keeping his mustache and his hair long because it's going to be for a Halloween costume. Is he going to dress up as Turd Ferguson <laughs> in honor of Norm MacDonald? Well, I don't know that Burt Reynolds ever had a mullet. He just had, like, the 70s curly well, it was a curly, hair. But I'm saying, would he curl then the mullet? Oh, and be like Gator, or uh, what was the other movie that Reynolds, Burt Reynolds was in that, uh, like, Archer always references? He was Gator, and there was another movie called White Lightning where he had a little bit of a mullet that curled up like a rooster tail. And he, I think he might have had that in that fucking Deliverance movie, too. But, 
I don't know. Yeah, I, so I was kind of wondering. But otherwise, like Smokey and the Bandit days, it was like a curled perm. But yeah, he had a great impression of Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds back then, if you watch Smokey and the Bandit, how he was with oh, Sally Field back then. Holy shit. Talk yeah. about a smoke show. Yeah. Sally Field back then, but... <laughs> uh, something about that nun dress, man. <laughs> <laughs> Taboo. Uh, but could you... How, how the movie was back then, it was just a guy who was, like, driving. Because she was... She was going to get married, right? And then all yeah, she, she ran away. She, she was, was going to get married to bride. from uh, whatever's son, um, but the sheriff. Oh, uh, JT Buford. Yeah, JT Buford. Is that right? Yep. It was Buford. I know that. Was it yeah. JT Buford? Or? I'm I'm screwing it up with the uh, other stupid deputy from Dukas and Hazard was called like uh, Roscoe P. Coltrane or something like that. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, that was. Yeah. Uh, whenever there's a three-syllable name like that, where it's, you know, John P. Coltrane or something, initial this guy, I always screw him up. So it's not... Stephen A. Smith, go fuck yourself. Oh, God. You know? <laughs> <clears throat> but I've been watching Norm Clips for the last two weeks now, just on his uh, YouTube channel, whoever's running it, keeps putting out old clips from, like... Uh, Dennis Miller show on HBO and uh, Conan. Buford T. Justice. So I had the JT, right? Yeah, just, oh, because Justin Timberlake. You got uh, that in your brain because you're a fanboy. Hey, got down to <laughs> sync. One of the girls last night, she says, Jeremy, I, I've got a song coming up shortly. Oh, yeah, you're DJing a wedding? Well, I was DJing a wedding, then I got done. Uh, the wedding got done early. It was outside. It was uh, at Lumberyard, but oh. it was in the outdoor tent. But it, once it rained, there was no flies. Oh, but still, like I didn't even go hunting last night because it was too fucking muggy. Yeah, and then as soon as I got done, um, then I went to Vibes, and then I met up with a bunch of uh, friends. Yeah, whatever. I seen uh, Robert Snapchat. Yeah, and then the. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, we don't even have to say. What. So anyway, I'm just gonna say <laughs> I'm not gonna say who. But anyway, we're at the bar. I don't know. And this who girl, this yeah, this girl comes is. walking in. And she goes and she sits at the end of the bar, like right when you walk in. Yep. There's that end of the bar. She's over there sitting by herself for like 15 minutes. And we're all like kind of congregating in the mm-hmm. middle. And then she comes over by Tim. You're, and, you're typical 40-year-old native gal. Yeah. So she comes over then by Tim and all of us. You mind if I come and drink and sit with you guys? And Tim's like, yeah, sure. Because that's what Tim does. Yeah. And yeah, that's where yeah. it led to them. All of, all of a sudden, the end of the night, you could see everybody was cleared out of the bar, and Robert had <laughs> this gal was next to Big Tim, and she's like putting all the stuff back in her purse, and she just looks at Tim and go, Skoden! <laughs> like, Should I play the, the no. sound? No, nah, because you'll get all the background oh, that's music. True. and Oh, there was no music actually playing? Really? Yeah. Well, I'll pull it up in a... <laughs> okay, so this... Well, I doubt anybody's going to recognize her name because we don't even know her name. Right. <laughs> so, okay. I'm just going to make sure. But, you know, I know the big fir- hoop earrings, lots of makeup, big back tattoo. All right. Loud. Okay, so get, so get ready here. It's coming right now. Mm. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> was she wanting him to take her home or? I, uh, I should it was probably, either that or after bar, but. I should probably ask Tim, hey, yeah, what happened last night? Yeah, text him right now and be like, so. I'm going to do that right did now. You, uh, <clears throat> did you get a little lucky? You got, uh, should I put him on speakerphone? No. <laughs> no. You got all your faculties this morning? <laughs> so, yeah. How was the rest of your. How was the rest of your evening? He's probably he doesn't wake up till two in the afternoon. Right, and I even I because I even asked I asked Robert and him I'm like well we're going to Hughes's for the football game and I says if you guys want to come I says I may I said there's gonna be more than enough food yeah you know I'm like and Josh and Lisa they always love when people come that's why mm. you know they said straight out when they bought that even when they had the house in Cecil and then they they redid the whole the basement like. Uh, to make it like a uh, Packer Lounge area. Mm-hmm. They did it because they... I was they, never at the Cecil Homes. And the reason why they did is because, uh, well, they were starting to first have uh, Lila. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being at home with the kid instead of, like, going out... Going out to the bar. Right. And then they could this, just host a party. Right. And then so then in their new house, they had that bar downstairs, and then they redid their garage in the back part and turned it into a really nice bar. Yeah. It's like a whole game room. We yeah. Need, need to get a pinball machine out there. <laughs> well, I'm dude, wondering if I've could... been looking. They they're very expensive. I know they're very expensive because not... even the used ones probably don't work. So you need what? to have them repaired. And there's very few people that know how to repair pinball machines because it's a pretty niche market. If right. somebody's doing it, it's like a guy who does gunsmithing does it on the side when he's got time. Not here. We can get. We can buy them one of these. A tabletop pinball machine. No, I, that's not even fun. <laughs> Well, who who gets the pinball machines like at the bars around here? Like, ask Jake where he gets. Oh, his. That, that would be uh, through Eric. So they sell more than just jukeboxes and stuff. Yeah, they do all the games. They do all and, the. Well, I know they machines. lease the. I know they lease the pinball machines, but you should see if we can buy it because I'll buy one down here. I'll play pinball all goddamn night. But I got to see if he's got some. If he can find some used ones that still work that. Like, because I remember the classic, here's how old I am. <laughs> Tell me how old you are without telling me how old you are. Back in the day when I used to go to Shakey's Pizza and uh, <laughs> go in the back game room. I remember that. Oh, my God. They had, like, eight pinball machines, and they had the Terminator 2 pinball machine. I must have shoved every quarter my dad had in his pocket into that thing. It was so fun. Tell me how old I am. I remember going to the Shawano County Fair and going in the tent, the arcade yeah, tent. Yeah, the arcade tent. They yeah. need to bring that shit back because that's the first place I ever played uh, Marvel versus Capcom. Mm-hmm. So you play like a Street Fighter character against like an X-Men character. Yep. Oh, my God. I I didn't have enough money to put in that machine. So let me show you exactly how old I would have been I, there all day. This is where I'm... It was I'm, right next to the Gravitron. This is where I'm going to get really really <laughs> mad now because we, as kids, back then, we had downstairs an uh, old pinball machine. and Yeah, but you had an old pinball machine. Not, from, from the 70s. Yeah. And it was where the numbers, it just had the flicker. Yeah, the, there was no digital Rolodex no. for score. It was so, a, anyway, what would happen is, is it was starting to act up, and I was getting sick of it because I... What would happen always is the ball would always get stuck then in the middle of the board. Mm. And half the time, it would just, like, shut off. So it was, like, a lot of things to do with it. I was like, I just, I just want it. I, I don't want it no more. 
So I ended up giving it to a buddy of mine at the time, and I'm like, here, you can take it. I'm like, but you just got to get it out of the basement because it's old school ones that are heavy. Yeah. So now that I look back at it, I'm like, why did I do that? So it was this right here. This was the pinball game, Ships Ahoy. And that looks like a, who was that actor? Not Ephraim Zimblis Jr. I'm going way back in the time capsule, like some black and white. He used to have uh, sword fights all the time. He was famous for it. He played like Robin Hood. Zorro? Anyway. The guy who played Zorro? That's how old that picture looked on that pinball machine right there. Yeah, he did kind of look like that. I got a movie. Errol Flynn. Look at it. See, he's in the middle of uh, talking. He's yeah, I'm, the, I'm he's swinging the boom, boom mic, mic over so I can mix a Bloody Mary for myself and still be on the, After, on the show. Afternoon with Big Daddy while mixing a drink. <laughs> Let me tell you about the day I had. Well, if I had a headset, then I could just oh. walk around. I don't know how that would work, though, and I doubt that they And then have... you totally forget that you have it on, you go take a piss. Yeah, <laughs> Oh, I think there's been some podcasts like that where I've been like, uh, hey, dude, your mic's still on. So did you have a Michelada and a Bloody already? No, I just had a Michelada and I finished that Modelo beer that mm. was in it. But now I'm going to crack into a Bloody Mary. And mm. Did you try that pickle? That's those just... fermented ones that I made. Okay, so if you don't know, Big Daddy likes to ferment. So he's fermented eggs. Mm. He's fermented... Uh, sauerkraut? Yeah. Well, that's... Sauerkraut is just fermented cabbage. Yeah. Uh, what else have you fermented? Oh, you tried apples. Yeah, and that just turned into booze. Because yeah. all the sugar... Just, it made like a very strong apple brandy type, but it was really sour because of the salt. Yeah. And that's how you ferment stuff, is you add salt to whatever you're packing into a fermentation jar. So that didn't turn out. I did rhubarb once. That's right. Remember, we had rhubarb in a, uh, you made uh, Old Fashions. Yeah, an Old Fashioned, and that was a rhubarb stir stick. But they were still pretty fibrous and firm, so if I if I would have blanched them first before I fermented them, they probably would have been pretty good. But Now, people don't understand the fermentation process. <clears throat> what is it? So you grab something. Um, so like, for instance, pickles. I've got a big half-gallon jar, so you get pickles while they're coming in the season, and you clean them up, you throw them in the jar, and you throw any other herbs you might do. I put garlic and dill in mine. And then you just add a water-salt solution, which is, I'm trying to remember if it's one tablespoon of either sea salt or canning salt. Don't use iodized salt. One tablespoon per quart of water. And I just put it in the blender, and then you just pour it over the top, and you weigh down all the vegetables till they're submerged. And then the screw top on this has an airtight lid. You put water in it, so when all the gases try to escape, it just forms bubbles in the... So it's kind of like a moisture bubble. Yeah, so there's there air is only escaping. It can't get back in because there's bacteria in the air that could ruin the fermentation. So, and then you just wait. And I think pickles take about seven days. There's some stuff these, that takes... The, how long was this, seven days that you did Seven to ten days, something like that. Wow. There's some over there that have been sitting for a month. I don't I don't quite know how, how they're going to be. I'm kind of scared to try them because they might Let's be... Let's do it. 
Might be way too sour and salty. Let's try it. All right. I'll, I'll go get one. Okay. We're going to try this right now. This is like one of those things where if we were doing a video podcast, you'd probably think to yourself, these guys are idiots. But the ones that he did make that I he put in the Blay Mary, it's the flavor is just amazing, and it's got that crispy crunch to it as well. Holy smoke. Does this smell? What? It smells? Yeah. Is it one of those where... Wait, these are little rinky-dink ones. Well, I just grabbed a little one, so... All right. All right, I'll try it too. Right. That's pretty solid. <laughs> I mean, it's not bad. It's just... It's an aftertaste. Ooh. Well, that's the garlic. Because I put wild garlic in there. Ooh, that stings. That's almost like a horseradish sting on the back. In your nostrils. I was just going to say, have you ever eaten a pickle where all of a sudden <laughs> your senses are clear enough? Holy shit. Okay, we hit yeah, I'm gonna have to. Uh, oh, I'm gonna drain those and then uh, wash the salt out of them and put some vinegar on it. What do you need? No, I was just like walking around because. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's like uh, taking that Eagle, Eagle River horseradish. It stings the back of your nostrils and opens up your nasal pores. Oh, um, also another thing is. Uh, I see that it uh, was pepper season. You got all your peppers. Oh, we're gonna wait for him to come back. He's just uh, grabbing a pickle for his Bloody Mary. One of the good ones, the one that's been from seven to 10 days, not a month and a half. Um, I wish I could describe the taste of those pickles that were sitting there for a month and a half. You bite into it and right away you can just go, oh. And then there's an aftertaste that actually like you said, it's like horseradish. Yeah, it's the garlic that's been sitting in there for that long. Yeah, so, but I wanted to say, um, I see that you got a bunch of, you went and picked a bunch of your uh, your reapers. Yeah, so my cousin, my cousin has a few greenhouses, and he grows tomatoes and hot peppers. So I planted them in my parents' garden this year, and I had a bumper crop. You had a shit ton. Well, I still got more on the vine. Hold on, I'm just gonna make this quick and I can get back to my regularly assigned seat. Yep. Swing, swing the boom mic with me. There you go. <laughs> so, I ended up, I can't even remember how many picker, pickers, <laughs> peppers I picked. Is that where they came <laughs> up with that? Peter Piper thing? Yeah. All right. So, I probably picked about four or five dozen peppers off of uh, the plants last week, and I made hot sauce out of them. But uh, he grows Carolina Reapers, which I had three plants, Trinidad Scorpions, my favorite pepper, which had two plants, and then he gave me like some hybrid ghost pepper, scotch bonnet type pepper. I'm not a big fan. The taste was fine on that new pepper. I forget what he called it, but 
It, it was like mustard yellow when it was ripe. But it's got so many little crevices in it that bugs like it. Uh. So half the peppers, you'd cut it open and there was it was black inside because bugs had gotten into it. I don't know what kind of bugs like capsaicin and heat like that, but whatever. But the taste was a little bit hotter than a habanero and a little bit of sweetness like a scotch bonnet. So it was okay. Just I'm not a big fan of scotch bonnet peppers either. So um, the taste on it was weird. The Carolina Reapers and Scorpions, though, were fucking perfect. Perfect. And I still got a bunch upstairs. I got to make another batch of hot sauce. I made three quarters of a gallon of hot sauce last week, which is just vinegar, the peppers, garlic, water, some sugar. Uh, what else? Oh, peaches and pears for the sweetness. And then I just put a hand immersion blender until it's thick paste and cook it down until the consistency is right for hot sauce mm-hmm. and i gave a couple bottles away i got a half gallon milk jug up there glass milk jug full of it i've got a couple bottles i gotta give i gotta give one away to dj yet i gotta put one in my truck for that but i still got another bunch of peppers upstairs to make another half gallon and i got probably that many peppers still left on the vine so that's a shit ton of peppers that out is of a lot. six, seven plants. Yeah, so I'm definitely going to do that every year because hot. I go through hot sauce like crazy, especially me and my buddy at work. Yeah. Like, the bottle I gave him is a quarter gone already. And I mean, it's super hot, but it tastes good, too, because of the pears and peach um, flavoring in it. The other day, our boss... Yeah, I was going to... Okay, so... That was the other thing I was going to get. Oh, my God, there it is. Yeah. And that is from Smoking Ed? Yeah, Smoking Ed, the guy who invented the uh, Carolina Reaper. Which, if you don't know who Smoking Ed is, he's the guy out of South Carolina who invented the Carolina Reaper, right? Yep, he invented that as a hybrid because he loves hot peppers and he needs something hotter. So he's got the Guinness Book world record for hottest pepper in the world, which is a Carolina Reaper. He's going through the process of getting a new pepper called Pepper X. He hasn't named it yet, so he just calls it Pepper X because he found out through his experiment with the Carolina Reaper, uh, <clears throat> through lawyers and whatnot, that uh, intellectual property is pretty important because everybody is selling Carolina, Carolina Reapers, Reapers that he invented, and he's not getting anything no from, it. from it. Yeah, he doesn't. They don't buy the mash from him. They don't credit him. They don't. But. Luckily, he's gotten enough fame from doing it that everybody knows he's the man. But he's got a new pepper that is totally protected, like literally with security in the farms. Because somebody could jump on the farm, grab a pepper, get the seeds, and start growing them themselves. So he's got all sorts of uh, security around his farm now. He's going through the legal process of intellectual property to patent this new pepper and the only place you can really get it is through a sauce that he does on a, the little uh web series little it's big now but i was been watching hot ones for years we did a copycat gauntlet on our other show the sign-in party go check that out it's on youtube on youtube um me and nikki <clears throat> mac did that challenge um with all all the sauces from Pucker Butt Pepper Company, which is Smokin' Ed's 
um, company. But anyway, this Pepper X is the new world's hottest pepper. He just hasn't had it verified yet because it has to be sort of on the market before Guinness World Records will officially test it and put it in their books. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's there, and it's hot, and they came out. I don't know if you've ever heard the uh, One Chip Challenge, Packy Chips, a company sort of, it's called Feast and Fury. They make chips now, too. So they paired with Smokin' Ed to use his Pepper X powder to put on these chips. No, is that, that's on the black one, right? The black chip? Because I know that there's like certain yeah, chips that have like, certain colors. Yeah, it's so it... dark red that it almost looks black. That's okay, yep. the Packy One Chip Challenge, right. and that's like ghost pepper and something else. I know that when people said that they cho- they chewed into it, at first it was fine, and it says like within like five seconds, and they, they were going to like start to swallow the uh the chip, mm-hmm. and it said it almost felt like there it got cut, like they couldn't breathe. It would get because stuck in their, their throat. Because their throat would burn up. Well, their throat would start to close like an allergic reaction almost because the oils in the... See, there's a difference between eating hot sauce, a fresh pepper, and dehydrated pepper that's been ground into a powder. That concentrated heat in the powder really... I mean, it coats your mouth so that oil and everything just stays forever. And it just keeps building the heat and building the heat as you're creating more and more saliva. See, if you're having hot sauce, it's already in liquid form. You're putting it in your mouth, it burns for a while, and then goes Mm -hmm. away. Right. Powder, you're creating hot sauce in your mouth with your own uh, saliva. So it's just... saliva is just picking up the the, the powder and all that. That's like in your... Now, my throat really didn't close all that much it just sort of went hey what the fuck is this did you just swallow a cactus um anyway going back to what happened at work my boss bought this thing called the duel and it's this company that makes their own hot chips they got like habanero chips and and then the company's called feast and fury so they paired up with smoking ed and his pepper x powder to make something called the duel where you challenge somebody to do a one-chip challenge. There's two chips in the box. Really? And each one of you takes it, and the longer you wait... Yeah, go grab it. I got the box, and I won, so I got the coin. I was going to say, I saw the coin then, too. Yeah, it's inside there. Um, and it's got Feast and Fury on one side, and it's got Smoke and Ed's uh, head on the other. It's kind of cool. But anyway, the dual... Uh, it's got Pepper X powder on it, which is, you know, it's not verified, but it is the hottest pepper in the world right. now. Hotter than a Carolina Reaper. And so me and my buddy Jason at work, who were both hot sauce fanatic fiends, um, we each eat the chip, and then it's like, if you last five minutes, you're pretty good. If you last 15, you can't take a drink of anything is the whole challenge. Whoever waits the longest. Kind of like when you guys did the hot wings challenge. Yeah, we had to wait at least five minutes before. Where you guys didn't eat. Or you, I mean, you guys didn't drink anything. I... Yeah. And Nicky Mac tapped out. So both of us went 20 minutes after eating this chip. And if you're going to call it a draw, then you flip the coin. So we flipped the coin and I won. So I got this cool victory coin show you 
but I like the design of the box and everything yeah, too. It's got like the it old almost school. it kind of has like a western kind yeah. of look, like a cigar box. Yeah, you guys can go get it at. It's either going to be on PuckerButtPepperCompany.com or uh, FeastAndFury.com. I think they actually got one called TheDuel.com. Where so what did what made your boss want to get you guys this? He's or just get a you crazy this? fuck, and he sought it on. But he knows how much of a, a fanatic you are. Well, he's hot. like, I don't even know, but you know, he was thinking about people in his personal lives who he he likes watching other people suffer. So <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a regular boss. Yeah, you know, like a boss does. So. He couldn't think anybody that do it, but then he's like, "Oh yeah, Jason and Brian who work for me, they're both hot socks fanatics. They'll do it." So, were you you guys were both at work when you guys did this? Yeah. Was he there then? Did he watch you guys? Yeah, everybody everybody at work was watching us just sweat, and I don't sweat right. from hot stuff. This no. made me sweat. I remember when we did the hot sauce challenge, the last one that it was, the yeah. the Reaper squeezins, which is Pretty much yeah. just pure Carolina Reaper. And mash. then you said that that one you could start feeling it, like you was starting to, you were starting to sweat. That's the hottest thing I've ever. Well, I bit into a fresh Carolina Reaper pepper from my crop. Are you on a death wish? Well, I see people do it online. I can probably do it, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I took a little bite. I'm talking about the size of your fingernail bite. That's the hottest thing I've ever had, is a fresh Reaper. Really? That Reaper Squeezins is probably the next hottest, and then this dual chip was the third. Although, I will say, the chip just lasts for 45 minutes, because like I said, the powder just, just it, the heat keeps building and building, and you're just like, man, this sucks. But it, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. No? No. Because it tastes really good. It's just... And it looks like a taco seasoned Dorito. So they were talking, my boss, because he's an asshole. He's like, uh, oh, I should take one of these and put it in a bowl of chips at a party. And then just see who grabs it. I'm like, wow. Better hope somebody who doesn't have a heart condition grabs it. That's a dick move. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be kind of funny, though, too, at the same point. Fair enough. <laughs> but anyway, I won. Hot stuff don't bother me. No. And it's fun. Well, it's I mean, cause you even make you you put some of your hot sauce in with your Bloody Marys. I don't have any down here, but usually I do, yeah. Yeah. And they they taste really good then too as well with that. Like I remember when well, you Robert guys Robert tried it and he's like, It's hot, but yeah, at first it's really sweet because it, you get that pear and peach taste. Yep. So, yeah, I've been doing that for quite a while, and I'm probably going to do it the rest of my life. And then yesterday, I smoked ribs. I'm, I'm doing all sorts of shit over here, bud. You smoked ribs for the party today. Yep. Yeah, the Packers. We're at, that's right. That uh, Obviously, when you hear this, it's right before the Packers take on the Steelers. We're heading to, a, like we said before, a friend of ours' house, and a bunch of us are making some food. Going to sit there and watch the game, enjoy Enjoy a, Pactor, a Packers victory, because obviously it wasn't a Badgers victory. Oh, Christ, I don't even want to talk about them. Badgers suck. Yeah, we don't, this year, 2021 is just, uh, hopefully it's going to be Bucks, Brewers, Packers. Forget about the Badgers. Yeah. Well, they're not, they're not going to even make well, a bowl. Also, and as you can tell, so I'm wearing my Milwaukee Brewer hoodie, and I'm wearing my Packers shirt, and the reason why is because today is game 162. 
Last game of the season for all you Cubs fans. <laughs> <laughs> They've been patiently waiting for the end of this fucking season. Oh, my God. And the Vikings score first. Oh, yeah. We got TVs on. on. Yeah. But, uh, okay. So, I won the chip duel. Hot sauce is clearly not a fear factor for me. Uh, what else we got going on? Uh, coming up. Uh, let me see here. Um, or what was I? We're getting close to. Are you planning on dressing up? Uh, are you planning on dressing up for Halloween at all? If I am, I'm going to be a Viking again, just because that's what I got sitting around for. We were. So we Otherwise, were, I'm just going to put on a T-shirt and put a name tag on that just says "Life," and I'm going to carry a bag of lemons around, and then I'm going to hand them out <laughs> and see what people do. So we were talking a <laughs> last night. Hands you lemons, get it? We were do ta- I have to explain it to you guys. Come on. I don't want to have to feed you baby birds, but I will. <laughs> I was going to say, we were talking last night because coming up in January at Vibes, we're going to be doing 90s night. Oh, yeah. And we were all talking about how we should all dress in 90s outfits, right? So, so we're going everybody, through. Everybody grabs their starter jackets. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the girls were talking about, they would dress as, uh, as in Clueless. Oh, God. Another one, which was a good one. One of the girls said she was going to try to pull off Pretty Woman, like in the beginning. Yeah. When she was wearing like the the skirt, whatever that was, all open skirt, like open body, and the knee high boots. Yeah. What's your name? Whatever you, you want. You can go it down to, to the uh, truck stop and probably make a few bucks. Lot lizard. Mm, greasy, sleazy. I tell you, they're going to take business away from me. <laughs> want to buy me a soda? It's my birthday. <laughs> But yeah, so we uh Hey Smokey! Buy me this forty. <laughs> and now the they scored again? No, they called back the touchdown. Mm. Forget about that. Nobody's watching yeah, the Vikings. <laughs> uh but yeah, uh so yeah, that's coming up in uh January. Um also Halloween's coming up in Hunting season. Hunting season's coming up. Um Sooner or, or soon enough, and or I can't wait. Ice for fucking ice fishing. fishing. Jesus yep. Christ, I've been, and I've got three trips planned already. I didn't even try because uh, Chad Duncan probably shouldn't have said his whole name, but whatever. Mm. He's online with his business, whiskey barrels and whatnot. Go check that Go out. Check that out. Grainworks old and new on Facebook. If you uh, like whiskey barrels and getting laser uh, engraving and all sorts of arts and crafts. That was stuff another that, thing, yeah. Since we were Big Daddy got me a uh, uh, it had oh the, yeah, I made you the for, logo of uh, the state of Wisconsin, and then it had the Pabst Blue Ribbon on it too. Inside the state, inside the state, look pretty cool. Oh, it's badass. It's one of my. It's a prized possession. <laughs> I got one for my birthday from Chad that has the Wu Tang symbol on it, and it's a. The W in Wu-Tang, it says welcome. It's a welcome sign, but it's, the W is Wu-Tang. It's great. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you got to check them out, though, too. Yeah. Him, Chad and his brother Brian run it. Um, they both work in a sawmill, so they make whiskey barrel planters out of a lot of the whiskey barrels they get from Kentucky and Tennessee. Uh, but awesome human beings, so... If anybody's listening, go check out Grainworks Old and New on Facebook out of Appleton, Wisconsin. They're awesome. I highly agree. Um, but yeah, ice fishing, I'm going with him. He's got a, well, not an ice castle, but like a knockoff ice castle. Mm-hmm. Um, we're probably going to Lake of the Woods in Minnesota at some point. Um, probably going up to Vita's there with Tony. 
the week after Christmas, and then two weeks after that, I'm going back up to Vita's there with, like, Chad and, uh, like, Matt Bush is in that group, um, a bunch of those guys from, like, Appleton, uh, that we hung out with plenty of times. Oh, really? Well, Chad goes up with Matt all the time for Vita's there once a year, um, so it's that trip for him, but I'm gonna go this year, probably. What? It's like the 13th of January. Well, that's one thing, like, look, we're just talking about how we can't wait for ice fishing. Okay. Snow. Is that Conor McGregor? Nobody knows what we're talking about. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I should turn TVs off. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not look, gonna. Look into each other's eyes? No. You're, there's fucking deep, dark pits of despair in here. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, ice fishing, but oh my god, I, whenever I think of ice fishing, I think of the ice fishing derby at White Clay Lake and just getting piss pound hammered. Of course, the same thing happens for gun hunting season. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully you can get him on one time, sit there and just talk about it, but you know, that'd be kind of cool. Oh, see, I, there's a couple guys, like I want Ben... Uh, our buddy Ben, who's got a hot rod shop in town, <clears throat> we're eventually, Jesus, when he's ever not busy, which isn't, because he puts out YouTube videos, uh, go check him out, Rotter's Garage, R-O-T-T-E-R-S, Garage, um, he just bought, he just put out a video I saw the other day, he bought somebody's Model A Ford, or Model T Ford, who they were using it as yard art, you know, they put it out at the end of the driveway it's an old car and they got like flowers around it and shit he bought it and got it running like a 1906 1910 some that's the latest video he put out or the second latest video he put out i'm just like holy shit could not believe it running and driving are you serious yep but anyway i'm trying to build a smoker with him and then we were gonna do a joint uh video podcast uh i'd go on his youtube channel he'd come on here and do ours uh, or on the sign in anyway where we can post it on youtube with video i don't know if we'll ever do that with this maybe um but i want to do with him i want to do one with chad and like our buddy trevor's funny as fuck so um we 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 had him on a on a podcast before i think on this one and it, we were all too drunk and high to fucking... Yeah, and... And, and there the were audio. way too many people in here because some people were talking off mic and we were... And, you know... I think another thing that did her... I mean, even though... Like I said, I, it was still on there, but... Like, the audio... The audio quality, sucks it was, because... There was a lot of yelling into the mic, you know, getting close... In, yeah, close. getting way too close. Because we didn't have headphones on, so nobody knew how loud they actually were when they were drunk. Right. And we don't have fe- headphones on now, but... We're not drunk, and we can see the levels jumping on the soundboard, so. <clears throat> yeah, we had to redo one with him, because we're both huge stand-up comedy fans. Well, Chad is, too, but when me and Trevor talk about stand-up, it's great, because we listen to a lot of the same guys, we listen to a lot of the same comedy, comedy podcasts. Gold. Yeah, when me and him get together, I laugh harder with him than most people, so. He'll be back on. I'm going to try and get Chad, try and get Ben eventually. Get Nicky Mac on? 
well, we'll have him for the sign-in when we eventually figure out time to do that one, too. Yep. I gotta look at the weather, too. If nothing's going on next weekend, maybe we can do it next weekend. Try, yeah, I mean, because now, like, that was one of the reasons why we kind of ran away for a while is, you know, it was getting nicer out. We were all doing stuff, and... Yeah, the summer, the summer was booked before I even had a chance to plan anything. Yep. There was always something going on in the summer, because it's... See, we live up in the north. I wouldn't say the Northwoods, but I mean we're up, you know, northeast Wisconsin. So everybody from down south comes this way. Yeah. Well, and I mean we're part of enough organizations in town that all the major events we're volunteering and being part of. Yep. So that's all spoken for already. And somebody'll be like, "Hey, next week, one, you want to go do this?" And be like, "Fuck yeah." The summer's up here only four months long, so... Get out and enjoy it while you can. Yeah, we get out and enjoy it and while we can because we got five months of winter slowly around although the it, Although it's been a weird... So, you know, this is the 3rd of October, and we're still... Like the past couple of days, we've been... 70s, temperatures, upper 80. 70s, yeah. But if you believe the Farmer's Almanac, which hasn't been wrong 90% of the time... This winter is going to be a cold... So, when it turns cold, it's going to turn cold in a fuck hurry. Yep. It's not going to be gradual. Nope. Um, but they're saying we're not going to get much snow, so that should be oh, great for ice fishing. That would be awesome for ice fishing. Yeah. Get a good 10 inches of ice so you can drive out and... What's nice uh, then, 12. too, is because... Well, we got coming up then in February. It's going to be the uh, White Clay Lake, the Sportsman's Ice Fishing Derby. That would be awesome. And, and then before what, that is the Lions Club. The Lions Club, Club yep. Derby. And that is going to be, that's always the Saturday after um, Christmas. So it's going to be in January this year. I, if I'm correct, I think I it's think, actually New Year's, I think it's New Year's Day this year. Holy shit. Because Christmas is on Saturday, isn't it? Yeah. Let's see here. January 1st is a Saturday. I'm going to get hammered. If I'm not on call. Wait, but you weren't planning on going up north, up to views here. Fuck, now I don't know. Because weren't you guys supposed to go up then that... It, plans with Tony aren't ever concrete, so who knows. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah. I mean, if Tony's not going to be there, then I'll go with him to view there, but... Sorry, I got money on a game right now. I'm just happy right now. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, In true Norm MacDonald fashion. <laughs> he is a big better. Yep. Uh, so, you know, I always used to do this where I was like, you know, got some bad news for you. Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> well, this actually just happened last week. Okay. And this was dealing with a woman in Maine. I thought I told you to try and make it Wisconsin. I know, we were actually... We but were, everybody's good in Wisconsin, and we never break the law, and no. we're not weird at all. Stephen Avery, Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> Ed Gein. Ed Gein. Uh, so Probably some dude who <laughs> murdered somebody last week. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> uh, so this lady, a, a Maine woman who wanted to spend more time with her boyfriend, came up with an incredibly stupid plan to get him off of work, the police had said. Okay. Caleb Blake, who is 33, well, I probably shouldn't have said her name... <laughs> Whatever, it's an article on the internet. Allegedly called... It's not like she's a friend of ours know, that we're right? outing. Kayla, this one's for you. Yeah. Uh, Kayla Blake, who was 33, allegedly called in two bomb threats to her <laughs> Bose workplace, the Portland Press-Herald reports. 
Officials say... Oh, Portland, Maine. Okay, never mind. I was like... Yeah, Portland, Maine. Officials say the threats to the Puritan Medical Products plant in Pittsfield, which produces swabs for COVID tests, resulted in an evacuation around 400 employees from both the company's plant in the town and the loss of full day of production. She has been charged with a felony count of terrorizing. Police say that Blake, an Entia, whatever, resident, called state police at 9 a.m. on Thursday and said that there was a bomb at the plant. She allegedly called again two hours later and said that she was going to the plant, or uh, she was going to plant four pipe bombs near the plant. So she called twice? Yep. First it was a bomb threat, and then she said she was going to plant four pipe bombs. Does she know about caller ID? (laughs) What's that? Hey, 411. I'm going to guess that this person's IQ isn't that high. Yeah, what what was that? Is that star 67? You star 67, so then they can't get, it's just this unknown caller. Yeah. It uh, still shows the number, doesn't it? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Well, Pittsfield Police Chief Harold Bickmore says the call was traced. Oh, big surprise. And deputies found Blake after speaking to area residents. He says she admitted to making the calls and said that there were no bombs. She was arrested around 6 p.m. on Thursday, and the bail was set at $1,500. That's it? For that? Well, they're probably like, this bitch is so stupid. that, And she probably, they're, you know what? I'm going to guess, this is just a wild guess. I'm sorry for stereotyping, but... I'm going to guess you could probably move her house with a big truck. Um, (laughs) And uh, $1,500 is probably an awful lot to her. (laughs) Uh, So then to finish it off, Bickmore, who was the the police chief, said the investigation involved several agencies, including the FBI. Now, this is where it's funny, though, because this, uh, which I don't understand, they said... At another point, it said this Chicago woman allegedly made a bomb threat after arriving late for her flight home from Florida. That's probably in a related story. Yeah, with a related story, yeah. But, yeah, so Kayla Blake, uh, yeah, she wanted to spend more time with her boo. Her boo. How dare you call it a bow? Well. No, the the article. I know. B-E-A-U. Yeah, I know. It's just like, it's Portland, Maine. Call it your guy. He's my guy. I'm not your buddy, guy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not your guy, friend. So, for you, Caleb Blake, we'd like to say thank you because at least we know we're not you. Yeah, holy shit. That's that's a rough one right there. I mean, did it at all mention that she was intoxicated when making said calls? Nope. It never said anything about it. But I have to well, say, Well, then Portland, I can't Maine, forgive it. But if you think about it, Portland, Maine is all the way up in the northeast, okay? It's the top. No, it was Rhode Island. Yeah, Maine's the top. Yeah. And on the Maine, east coast. Could you imagine being the only state that is surrounded by one other state? Well, Wisconsin's kind of only no, it's we're surrounded, surrounded by Minnesota. Minnesota, uh, Illinois. Illinois. And, and Iowa. And, and up, we consider Upper Michigan part of Wisconsin. But, it, uh, so do they. Well, no, uh, my mom was telling me back when she was a kid, there was like a real actual movement for the UP to gain its own sovereignty. Yeah. I was like, really? She's like, yeah, it was a big political thing back in the day. Like, because they, you know, they're nothing like the people from Detroit. No. And that's where all the laws are made. So they were like, hey, we're getting fist fucked over here. Well, remember when this... Like when they were doing that, was that the the governor for that Whitmore or Whitmer or something oh, like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. And she was shutting everything down, and everybody was up. Everybody every, in the UP's coming, like coming to Wisconsin because yeah, 
They were getting pissed off because they're like all the bars were shut down, so they were coming into Wisconsin to go tavern. Um, yeah, Michigan's thing- weird. Like when I drove there for, uh, I drove across the UP and down for training at a uh, job. Their state police still have those giant beacon lights. On, I took really? a picture of it once. I was next to a state officer. And the beacon on top of the cop car was, like, comical. It was like a cartoon. It All right, was meow. so big. All right, meow. Yeah. <laughs> now, what is so damn funny? Meow, what is so damn funny? Mr. Larry Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> but. I don't know. It's just an ass backwards. Well, so weed is legal, but you were going to go and shut down the bars. Yeah. Try to explain that one to me. Well, and then we live in a state where weed is not legal. Only well, we got the Delta 8. If you smoke enough of that, you'll get high. If you smoke enough of that, you'll get because high. Because it's derived from hemp, and hemp is legal now. Right. Which is, I think they, the reason why they did is because didn't the farmers get on them a lot? Because yeah, they're, they're like, hey, nobody's buying fucking soybeans anymore, and corn's in the shitter. Give us a crop we can sell. the. And, and hemp is like, they, they said at first when it started... There were only a certain, because like the farmers had to like apply for it, right? To yeah, it. it was a specialized thing where they only had so many licenses that they were going to give out to, just like ginseng back in the day where everybody was trying to get on the ginseng boat. To, but I heard that ginseng is a real bitch to try to uh, maintain. Uh, yeah, because they put so many regulations on it, plus um, bugs can really destroy a crop, apparently. So yeah, they're, whenever you see a ginseng farm, it's they're... It's almost in a cage. Like okay. they have, they have like a mesh roof mm-hmm. over the tops of the field where it's planted, which is lots of labor, lots of maintenance. So it sucks. Plus, then it's harder to fertilize. It's harder to, you know, get pesticide on it because you can't get a tractor down it. Right. Ugh, it's a nightmare. I wouldn't want to do it. But hemp grows like fucking weeds, and it grows fast and it grows plentiful. So I don't understand. It's just, you know... Does it grow fast enough where you can do more than one crop a year? Oh, yeah. It's like alfalfa. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, shit, there's like with alfalfa, you can do how many crops? Here's the picture of the fucking state police. You've got to be shitting. (laughs) Yeah, look at that. (laughs) Go out there and Google Michigan (laughs) Michigan State Police um, (laughs) cop car because (laughs) they've got Dodge Chargers. But then <laughs> the light on top of the fucking car is literally a beacon that you would have at a bar when like there's like a yeah. home runner or oh no a hockey get, light a hockey light yeah but it's it's giant it's like twelve inches in diameter so Holy like a pizza shit, you are not kidding me that is yeah. on their careers page <laughs> yeah. okay if you get a but chance just, you have do to they call. know about LEDs <laughs> and strobe like, lights. <laughs> It just seems... Uh. Okay, look at this. Even on their SUV, their bl- or, uh, Tahoe's. I wonder if they could fit through a drive through when it has that clearance thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a comically big... Like, look at that. That almost... Look- like, if you've ever seen, like, Smokey and the Bandit where the cop cars are chasing and they got those two big beacons Or on another top, one would be great. It'd be a like red and a when blue. you watch an 80s, like, cop movie and all he had to do was he had that little beacon that he plugged into the cigarette lighter. Yeah, but put... this is four times bigger yeah, than yeah. that little beacon. Yeah. This thing's huge. You have to check out Michigan State 
please please, through, please yeah. yeah and just go on the images and just be like cards. hey guys have you heard that the in the last 10 years they made leds where you can have really small lights that flash really bright you know it kind of almost <laughs> makes it like when you look at this it's like okay are you sure this is in canada yeah. <laughs> well they'd have to put that on their horse they got mounties up there um that's <laughs> fuck canada <laughs> oh uh also i wanted to talk to you about um so I don't know I don't know if you like listen to a lot of his stuff anymore. I know at first you did Sunreal. I don't oh, know if yeah. you... he's turned into like a pop artist. He now. turned into a pop star. But did you happen to watch he had like a five minute documentary that he put on his Facebook page and it was his rise to start him in a way and then how it like blew up in his face when he got signed I didn't know that he got signed by Capitol Records. Oh yeah. I I there was a YouTube video on his YouTube channel. Yeah, he had like certain ago. chapters. Yep. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> so I was watching that when I was bored at work. But yeah, it was pretty interesting. But there's so many stories like that how record companies just totally fuck over artists and be like, yeah, you're getting a big push and we're going to do this and that. And then it's like, oh, you all owe all that money for the record pressings and the. But now the in this day of touring, age. and it's like. Yeah, in this day and age, you can tech nine it and just be an independent artist and get just your, have your own studio. Yeah, and you're, where you know, you're not paying any record company to do anything for you, you're doing it yourself. Right. Which, when you did work for the record company, you were still doing it all yourself, and you were just paying the record company because you're on a record label. There's that movie, um, uh, uh, yesterday, the the Beatles one where the oh, I never back. watched it, but yeah, I know yeah, it. he goes back, you know, wherever he gets in an accident and time, whatever, and the, the Beatles were never around. Yeah, so it's, he he was a big Beatles fan and knew all their songs, so people thought he was the greatest. And then there's that songwriter part ever. where that girl that's in SNL, she plays the tour manager, and she goes, "What what's really going to happen?" Oh, he's like, "Oh, I'm going to get signed to it, so I'm going to be rich." She goes, "No, not really." He's like, "You're going to make music, and we're going to take a lot of it from you." Yeah. Which that's exactly well. When uh, there's story, uh, man. I, if you never heard the par- podcast, uh, Cocaine and Rhinestones, uh, Tyler Mahan Co. His father is David Allen Co. He hasn't put out a podcast in a while because his father was almost at death's door with COVID. Uh, he just got re- David Allen Cole just got re- released from the hospital like last week. He was in there for a long time, so. There hasn't been an episode out, but this season he's doing it all on uh, George Jones. Go check this podcast out. It's called Cocaine and Rhinestones. It's fucking great. Uh, the first season was a bunch of individual episodes about things that you never knew about country music. The Moonshine one was really good. Yeah. Um, White Lightning. Yep, that was it. Yep. Yeah. And then this season's all about George Jones, but even in the last season, they talk about Nashville... And how the record labels just totally screwed over. They would have big, like, album, like, dinners with, like, 100 people or 200 people there. And the artist would be like, wow, this is really cool. They had to pay for it. Yeah, the artist didn't know that they had to pay for the whole party. It wasn't through the record label. Yeah, the record label ain't paying for it. We're taking it out of your check. Yeah, so they fuck you over every which... The record pay, they never pay anything for, they get their money through you. Right. Well, and you say that, and I understand, but, so I listen on uh, iHeartRadio every now and then. I'll listen on the a classic American Top 40 with Casey Kasem, like, all the old. you know, yeah, the all the old ones that he did. It's just, like, kind of cool to listen to because, you know, it brings you back to when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. But what they do then is, like, in between, like, he'll do, like, a, a 
like five songs or six, seven songs from that, you know, through the top 40. And then they'll have like a little iHeartRadio like ad that's like a minute long, minute and a half. There was this one, I was listening to it and they were, even though it was Brian Adams, but they interviewed him and Brian Adams was talking about back in the 80s when he was signed with the record label and he had all these hits that were actually like either top hit billboard or it was in the top five. I remember he, being a kid. He was one of the biggest acts that there were. Yeah. And he talked about how he thought to himself, holy crap, I'm going to be rich. And then after it all got done, he's like, oh, wait, no. Even though you went platinum, you now have to pay for all of this. Yeah. And so he said at the end of this, he's like, so what you would think I'd probably be making about $5 million, $6 million on like an album or something. Mm-hmm. He's like, I could barely afford to buy a house if I want to. Yeah. The only place that they ever made money was on tour. Yep. That's why the Rolling Stones toured for forever. That's why Elton John still tours. Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. They tour because Paul McCartney isn't making money off of the Beatles albums no. because the well, he, record labels are. Well, yeah. Well, I think but the thing that actually helps them now is he actually owns the rights now for that because he bought it back from Michael Jackson. Okay, but for 40 years he but, didn't. But <laughs> I, but Because I, I do know that um, the Beatles, like, I think this was like before. Yeah, this is after John Lennon passed away. Because Apple Corps is the one who owned all the rights to the Beatles, and yep. then Michael Jackson bought out all the rights to the Beatles. So he actually owned all the Beatles music. Yeah. And then... That's how rich Michael Jackson was, by the way. Yeah, and I, and I kind of like <laughs> want to know exactly how much Michael Jackson paid for it, and then how much uh, Paul McCartney then bought it back. He probably worked out a deal with them. Well, he bought it... Actually, well, he bought it... He bought... Or Paul McCartney bought it back after Michael Jackson passed away. Oh, so it was his so it family to, trying to make some more money. Okay, here it is. It was a sound financial advice that McCartney may have come to regret giving on giving up on August 14, 1985, when Michael Jackson purchased publishing rights to the vast majority of the Beatles catalog for $47 million. That's a steal. Outbidding McCartney himself. So he was in what control. What an asshole. If he, did he... Uh, whatever. Go ahead. Yeah. And then I just wanted to see how much McCartney pay, paid back then. I mean, to see... I want to own the Beatles. You want to have I want to hold your hand. I want to redo it called I want to hold your hand, little boy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you remember... <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when he uh, he had that ki- he held that his ba- his hey, baby- it was a baby oh. dangler? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! His own child just dangling off the balcony in like France or something. Okay, look so- at him. Oh, so it doesn't say exactly how much it says, but it's back in 2017, a lawsuit in U.S. court. McCartney reached an agreement with Sony ATV over copyright to the Beatles catalog under the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976, which allows songwriters to reclaim copyright from music publishers 35 years after they have gone. They have gone. Or oh, so he didn't them need away. to. Yeah. So if somebody. Oh, uh, Paul McCartney finally regains Beatles rights after 50 years. Uh, so it was. Holy what? shit. How much money? Okay, so Michael bought it for 47.5, right? Yep. And McCartney then bought it for and if I'm looking at it correctly 750 million. Huh. That's quite an investment from uh what was that? When did he when did Jackson buy it? 
47.5 back in 1985. 1985 to 2020? So what would be 47.5 so million back then? 38 years went from 45 million to three quarters of a billion dollars. That's a, that's a wise investment. Okay, so... But he didn't make the money. He's dead. Fuck him. So... <coughs> I said 47.5 million. Yeah. So if I... I'll just say 40... Okay. Because uh, I'm doing this... On a little off track. Do you know who Kyle Dunnigan is? Comedian. Do I know who... who? Kyle Dunnigan. He does, like, skits on... He does face swapping skits on... YouTube and Mm-mm. like face. Oh my god, maybe the funniest I shit ever. He does a face swap of Michael Jackson, and I'm when I whenever I do an impression of Michael Jackson, it's me copying Kyle Dunnigan. <laughs> okay, so this is what they said. So back in 1985, a million dollars is worth 2.5 million today. So 47 point that still doesn't equal out. Yeah, it would at max it would have been 100 million today that he bought it for. So yeah. It matured 75 times that much. <clears throat> so it's 750% increase in value. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just... That's wow. great. But yeah, Kyle... Fuck, fuck all that. I hate that. Well, didn't like the birthday song just come up lately where it's not copyrighted anymore? Didn't somebody buy that? But then so much time passed that it's now a uh, common use... Well, everybody's trying to copyright something. I remember that there was a but it, But it actually happened, like, if you got, like, caught saying the birthday song, like, on TV or something, that you would get sued. LeBron. Wasn't it LeBron? I don't know. But, uh, like, for the past ten years it's been like that. But now that the the quote-unquote official birthday song has been out there for so long, like, I forget what the year, maximum number of years is, but it's now common use like right. or public use because it's you know well this is where because we were this is where it, it's just re- like celebrities or whatever they're or people that got money they're just trying to find ways to trademark every little thing okay so back when there was the back when the nba season was shut down mm-hmm. and lebron would go on his tiktok or on his uh facebook or whatever instagram and then he was always like taco tuesday so he tried to ta- trademark Taco Tuesday. Now listen to this though. I hope the he dies. application filed by James's company LBJ Trademarks got denied. Bam! By the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, according to a tweet from Josh Gerben of Gerben Law Firm on September 11th. Oh, never forget. 2019. <laughs> the refusal finds that Taco Tuesday is a commonplace message and therefore fails to function as a trademark, which is the truth because yeah. you have businesses all the time that are like, "Hey, it's Taco Tuesday." Could, yeah. could you imagine if that was if if LeBron trademarked that and they're like, hey, it's Taco, <laughs> it's a Tortilla Tuesday, <laughs> it's Crispy Tortilla Tuesday, <laughs> Michelada's Monday. Oh fuck, dude! When I buy Wayne's place, that's yeah, that, definitely that, yeah, gonna happen. That was happen. another thing that was uh, uh, trying. That... Oh yeah, during our little hiatus. Yeah. Wayne's Place, which is a bar in town that we frequent, um, he put it up for sale, and I tried to buy it, but uh, I would have been severely in the hole financially, yeah. even if I sold my house, which I would have got a really good price for it. 
so not enough much. collateral to to go into a business because banks to put out a loan like that want you to have three months of business operations as a down payment. Well, they did say. I remember when you were telling me because they were offers are offering those small business loans, and they said if you would have signed, yeah, if you would have, if you would have, during you, this whole COVID thing, they came out with these small business loans because small businesses were fucking going in the tank. So they were trying to keep businesses open to pay their workers to come back to work when all the restrictions finally came out, and that ended in like April sometime. And uh, Wayne put his place up for sale in May. She's like, if you would have came a month earlier. You could have got a loan that would have covered everything, yep. and at a low interest rate. And and I was just like, God damn it, Wayne! Well, then, and then she said also that she said they were so far backed up in applications yet too, weren't they? Yeah, well, that's why they ended it early because they were so far. Right. They were going to have to deny a lot of applications. But she's like, you probably could have got one a month ago. <sighs> and imagine where <clears> we'd be right now. We'd be doing this podcast in my bar. We would. <laughs> We'd have people in the background, and it looked like we're doing like a, a live like uh, sports show. Yeah, like a Larry McCarran show at the bar in yeah. Green Bay. <laughs> and they'd be like, "Hey, we got a special guest for you. We got our- a guest band tonight." To- <laughs> oh, dude, what if we <laughs> we like on Seinfeld where Kramer found the Mel uh, uh, the game show set in the dumpster? Oh, yep. Uh, what was his name? Mel. Um. Anyway, he turned his apartment into the, it's not Mel Tillis, but there was a guy who did game shows, and then he created a bunch of game shows like Family Feud and whatnot, and then uh, he had a talk show like a lot of celebrities did back in the 60s and 70s, where they'd have guests on like The Tonight Show, and he turned his apartment into that show because he found the set through in the dumpster. Yeah, but that's what I'd have in the corner of the bar. It'd be like, oh, somebody'd walk in the door that's a friend of ours, and I'd just be like, oh, our next guest is Big Tim. Yeah. Come on down, hey! and make him take a seat next to me, sitting at a desk. Well, okay, so <laughs> so we just had uh, last week then too. We did trivia night at one seventeen, and um, one of the girls that we know, Mel, she was she helped me out, and. I was talking to uh, Jess then, and I said, you want to know what would be really cool? I said, if we could do this one night. I said, we could do this for like two hours whatever, and you could do how many shows, like game shows, whatever, in whatever. And then they have on Etsy where you can actually get this digital program that will go on the screen, and then it hooks you or whatever, but then they'll have like answers. So like, but I said. Like Family Feud. Match Game 76, but we call it Match Game 117. Yeah. And you have the six judges. Okay, and then you'd have two contestants, and you were trying to match whatever, and then we could every like after every game could switch judges and whatever, so everybody gets to participate. But then I, I wouldn't do it there. Just the venue, I wouldn't. It's not built for that. You don't think so? It would be rough. I think you just stick to trivia nights. One seventeen. One seventeen's and then, 17's, and then mean, bingo night with the rest the. Separate club kind of restaurant. Well, with the restaurant being on that one side and the waitress coming in and out and people just wanted to come to get food, it would be Well, I mean, this be would a be, bit of a nightmare. This would be at night, though. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying. I don't know. <clears> just an idea. I thought it would be kind of cool. Or you can do, like, family feud, or family feud. I mean, You'd almost have to do, like, that someplace like uh, Lumberyard in the back. In the back. Yeah. 
And it'd have to be big if you're going to rent out the back of the lumberyard. Yeah. The Merv Griffith Show, that's what it was called. The Merv Griffith Show. Merv Griffith came up with all those game shows back in the day. Oh, he invented, like... Did he really? Yeah, Merv Griffin invented Jeopardy. Oh, that's Jeopardy right, because you would invented, always see at the end... Yeah. A Merv Griffith Productions. Yeah. Ah! Merv Griffin was... That was just like, who was another one that was always... Um, the guy who did Save by the Bell, but he did all those... That, um, Engel, that Peter Engel. Oh, yeah. He's another one of those guys who created a bunch and of then, shit. Uh, Eversol. Dick Eversol. Dick Eversol. <laughs> that guy's got more money than God. Because he made, like, every drama. Didn't he make, like, L.A., L.A., or, uh, Jesus Christ. Saturday LA. Night Live? No, 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 the The dramas. Um, uh, for God's sakes. Dun-dun. Oh, uh, uh, Law and Order. Law and Order. L.A. Nord. I don't know why the LA fuck. L.A. Nord. Well, that's a yeah. game. That's I know, LA, but yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of the goddamn. Anyway, Law and Order. How many times does that get replayed? He gets more goddamn money. I think it's Dick Ebersol, but he did a bunch of dramas like that where all the shows are in syndication, so he just gets... Didn't he fork over a lot of money back when they first did XFL for XFL to be on NBC? Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that one. But Merv Griffith, I mean, he created Jeopardy, the biggest fucking game show ever. I think he might have... What else did he create? Wheel of Fortune. So those are the two biggest, longest-running game shows in the history of game shows. Jeopardy and Wheel of Here Fortune. It is. Yep. So the alliance between Dick Eversall and Vince McMahon. He did the prices right too. Are you fucking kidding me? I didn't um, know Dick Eversall was or Dick Eversall asked Vince McMahon on this was the uh this was the XFL special done on the ESPN 30 for 30 series. Uh McMahon without hesitation uh his thoughts on trying it again and Eversall responded we'll have to do that with our own money because I don't work at NBC anymore. Oh, yeah. okay, that's right. So, and by the way, I was talking about Merv Griffin before doing, he did the three biggest game shows of all time in Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune, and Price is Right. Oh, he invented shit. those. Wow. He invented the fucking game shows. And those game shows are still... Yeah, and they're still day. the biggest game shows. When you think of game shows on TV, my number one Jeopardy was, and Wheel of Fortune are the top two. Price is Right still... Price is Right, I would probably still play it at number one because I remember I would... You would always be sick as a kid. Everybody watched Price being, is Right. Everybody would be fake being sick and it felt amazing <laughs> when Price is Right was on at 10 o'clock. Oh, I felt great. You'd like sit there and like have like... A, a new car! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, what you need to do on Plinko... <laughs> yeah. But that's what, that but that's But that's what's really cool is like you get to go on Pluto TV and they actually have the Price is Right channel. Bob Barker's the oh, shit. Oh, he was. He would, like, sarcastically throw comments out at yep. people, and he's like, give it back. <laughs> well, imagine doing that show for 30 years and getting so fucking bored. Yeah. Because probably, they probably did three shows a day, so they only had to work yeah. three days a week. Yep. Well, what did Roger say back when he would when he hosted Jeopardy? He did, uh, was it two weeks? He did two but he shows said, in a day. He said he did two shows in a day. Yeah. So they could run through them. I mean... Production and everything, it t- takes about three hours. Right. Go put that uh, tater tot oh, hot I dish in the I should put thing. that tater tot hot dish in I'll, uh, I'll talk for a okay. minute or two. Uh, uh, what should I put the oven at? Uh, 350, I think, is the default when you hit start. So you hit start, it'll be at 350. Or you hit bake, it'll be at 350. Hit start and put them in. Okay. Side by side on the same rack. Uh just in case you're wondering, we're making a little... I made ribs yesterday. I smoked them for 
Oh, about three hours, 275, make a good crust, and then I wrapped them, and we're going to eat that today at the old Packer game, and Jeremy's special is the old tater tot hot dish, you know, because we're white trash like that. So he's going to cook it up here at my house before we head straight out to watch the Packer game. Hopefully I'm going to get another drink or two in me before we do that. Bloody Marys are tasting quite good, but I might switch to whiskey when we get over to our buddy's house. I'm back! He's back, ladies and gentlemen, and it's not Merv Griffin. Our next guest! Well, hello, Johnny. Let me tell you about the story I had last night. I was outside smoking a cigarette, right? And there's this lady out there. He didn't have to go outside back in the 70s. You could just smoke right in the bar. That's true. <laughs> and that's one thing I also I loved about, like, when I even watched Match Game, and you would watch Richard Dawson just sitting yeah, there. Just and chain Betty White, smoking. And Betty, yeah, and Betty White's just sitting there just getting the whole smoke in her face. Yeah. And <laughs> Because him and then uh, what, what, Charles, the guy up, he would always smoke his pipe. Charles Nelson Riley. He's he freaking hilarious too. Well, he had a pipe and he also had one of those uh, long. What do they call those cigarette holders with the stem? Where you, you know, I think they're just called cigarette holders, hmm. where you put the cigarette at the end of it so you look sophisticated, I guess, and you don't get the. Cigarette smell on your fingers? Yeah, that's what they call a cigarette holder as a fashion accessory. That's what they call it. Yeah. But it had like a that gold around, one. That thing's been around forever because I even remember in um, uh, the early days, like with uh, Peaky Blinders, remember when they would always sit there and they would smoke their cigarettes and they had that? Uh, well, the women never wanted to have that smell on their fingers, so right. it started out as a women thing. But then, I mean, they made them for cigars too because guys in, I remember in the, I think they had them even on like... Uh, What's that show that John Hamm was on, the advertising Mad Men? Oh, yep. Like, one of the guys on there had a cigar holder for his cigar because he was going to a meeting. He didn't want to smell like cigar, even though it's smoke and it's going to get on your fucking suit, dummy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so their hands didn't smell like cigarettes for because they were ladies. And then the guys were like, hey, I don't like smelling like cigarettes either. Can you make me a gold one of those? The only time you really... And not very long, like a... Cruella DeVille type. <laughs> oh, God. That's what reminds me. I'd have to watch it. I see it's on uh, Disney+. Plus. No, don't. Why, you watched it? No, but... I heard it was good. I'm a dude. I... <laughs> Fucking skin those Dalmatians. Make me a coat. <laughs> 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 Fuck your puppies. How many fire trucks you got? You need that many Dalmatians. <laughs> The more you know. <laughs> <coughs> All right, let's wrap this thing yeah. up pretty good. I need a few more drinks before we leave. Yeah, we're going to... Because i got to drive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so yeah, we're going to get this. I'm going uh, well, now that you know fall and winter are coming and less and less shit's oh, going to be happening me, outside, we'll probably have more podcasts. I do have to say this, and when that day when me, you, Trevor, okay, so like we did two podcasts that day. Oh yeah. Okay, and it was at first it was me, you, then Robert was in the background, and so was Dino. Okay. Yeah. And, and then Trevor. It was came funny. Down. It was funny. I was like listening to it. And then what ends up happening is, is as and when we get done, I'm gonna let you hear it because you're gonna laugh your ass off. Um, 
Well, he sent me a snap, and I was like, yeah. Dino, throughout the whatever, in the background, would be like, would like make snide, snide remarks, right? Yeah, and then and I then went you, off out of my one yeah, point, you did, and you Yeah, you brought up like one of the, his ex-girlfriend or something like yeah. that, and he's like, you're like, why don't you just like leave now and just go up to Wayne's and get the machines all warmed up? And he's like, well, I'm going to leave. And he's yeah. just like, you didn't say anything to anybody. He just leaves, and we're all like, <laughs> like laughing on it. And we're like, hey, we're back, and now we have Trevor here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Dino, we kicked him out of here. Well, he, yeah. I'm like, if you want to be on the mic, be on the fucking mic. Yeah. Because nobody can hear what you're saying. Yeah. I'm like, what don't you understand about that? Which reminds me of And I, he didn't stop doing it. That I was just getting angry and angry. I have another three mics that I just bought. Oh, sweet. I mean, they're handheld ones, but still. Well, they're, then, like, like I said, if we ever get, like, drunk on here, we need to have the headphones so we know I how loud we're I strongly agree. Yes. So we probably actually need to go around the table so we're all closer together connected to the to the uh, mixer there because yep. I don't think, unless we buy some really long cords. I do have, I have 50 foot I just bought 50 foot cords, remember? Because I bought Yeah, it. it'll just be a mess back here and we better not trip over them. Well, I got some Velcro ties. We'll do some cable management. Yeah, the only thing that we have to do then too is we would have to we just put a color around the top of it and then on here and you know what color is what. Oh, yeah, I got some different colored electrical tape. Yeah. So that's a good idea. Well, yeah, I guess we could just all sit at the bar and do it that way. Yeah. That'll work. I know that as long as... But we should get some, like, do you got these type of mics or like the... No, they're they're sure. I mean, the company's so like, sure. So like karaoke handheld mics. They're open. Yeah, they're the open. Um, like holding your hand and talk yeah. to an. Okay, then just get some of those little pedestals. Yeah. That. Yeah, you can have the little those. mic stand so people can have them in front of them. Yeah. And then just get some foam, foam uh, covers for them. Actually, I do have a few foam covers that are uh, in my storage unit that I don't use. Oh. They well, came we're with they, all they set. came they came with my wireless mics that I don't use. But still, more than, man, more than three people is rough, but as long as it's people, like me and you know when to talk and when not to talk, because we're not assholes who talk over each other and be like, hey, I gotta slip this thing in there. You know, I, I can't, oh man. The guys at work do that. Like, that's how they communicate. Two of them talking at the same time. It's like, how are, you're not listening to one another, you just talking over one another and neither ones can hear but they do it somehow so it'd be like um i'd be like wayne and mcmurray yeah <laughs> but like for a long period of time right i don't know <clears throat> i don't know how they fucking do it but i'm like i was raised that uh, if somebody's talking you shut the fuck up until they're done maybe you do this if they're going on for a while I'd be like you know, put your finger up in the air and be like, hey, listen to me for a minute. When like, my, you know, raising your hand in class, you fucking inconsiderate. When my hand goes up, your mouth goes <laughs> shut. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know how many people we want on the same time. but Well, because obviously you don't want a lot of, because uh, you can get, like, a background from, like, the mics in as well. So if you have too many mics that are hooked up, so, like, let's say, Four would be okay. But, but the, I mean, but if you're going to have is... somebody like Dino, you know, sit there, he can at least have headphones on, and if he's going to say something, he can say it into the fucking mic where everybody hears it and it gets picked up yep. instead of way in the back where he mumbles something and everybody here can hear him. Nobody hears what it, and then we sound like assholes for bitching him out. You We're know? not 
we're not being assholes. We're, we're just telling them, hey, well, like you want to be involved. I'm like, like you want to be involved? Get on a mic. Yeah. Oh no. I'm just gonna see. I'm just be you guys. Be like, well, then shut the fuck up. Yeah. But after like the fourth, fifth time he said something, I'm like, Dino, and I was hammered too, and I was just like, go to fucking Wayne's, warm up the machines. We'll be there in a minute. God damn it, you're pissing me off. Because he said something to you about uh, another girl that you were on and off against. And I'm like, really? Is this as bad as the fucking girl that you've been stalking for the last 10 years? Yep. Or whatever. And then he got mad. And I'm like, you could just fucking leave now and go to Wayne's and warm, go to up, Wayne's the and warm up the machines. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, BD. <laughs> it was good. Don't shake my hand. Yeah, we're, we're shaking each other's hand. Uh, but yeah, life in the 715. Fall Back in full effect. Fall, <laughs> Don't fall back. Yeah. Uh, Ugh. All right. You just ruined everything. <laughs> what a horrible ending to this show. Okay, if you're, if you're listening to this podcast, we thank you. If not, go fuck off. Well, yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye. You fans can stick it, brother. <laughs>